Time for another interview because this is an interesting one. The Herald reported that the government has quietly delayed changes to the tax system that were hopefully designed to stop people using companies to avoid paying the top uh, ta- uh, the top income tax rate. Um, but to discuss why this may be and whether those changes were actually needed, we're joined by a tax expert. He's a PwC tax partner and board member, Jeff Nightingale. Jeff, thanks so much for your time. Good afternoon. Kia ora, Tim. Kia ora. G'day. Uh, what, what was going wrong with the proposals? Well, they were pretty badly designed. I mean, um, they are supposed to protect the integrity of the 39 cent tax rate, and the particular focus of them was the retained earnings held in companies. And, and whilst mathematically and you know, those retained earnings have been taxed at 28%, and, and they were sort of saying, well, we'd like to get in and tax them at the, 30, the new 39 cent tax rate, the, pro- the problem is, though, that it was really in- going to end up targeting small and medium New Zealand businesses um, rather than the, the, than the very wealthy that they were hoping. Was that originally because it was targeting sort of like the 350 net worth individuals who paid a suspiciously low amount of tax? Well, that, that's a different project. So that's a research right. project trying to work out how much tax they pay. So these measures were about the, the government's bought in this 39 cent tax rate Companies are still taxed at 28 cents and trusts are taxed at 33. So if you can put your income through a company or a trust, then you're saving 11 cents in a company and 5 cents in a trust. And that's what they were trying to fix. But the fixes had some real problems. What about this? So why were small and medium enterprises objecting to it? Uh, What was the major problem? Because if they're earning excess of income, a lot of people would say, well, why shouldn't they pay that top tax rate? Yes, so what happens is when a company, let, let, let's say you've got your local garage um, and they're very successful um, and they're ploughing their earnings back into uh, keeping the company going and building the business, so that their net profits of the company are taxed at 28 cents and if they take a dividend out of the company, so they take the cash out of the company, then there's a top-up tax and if they're over $180,000, they will they will pay 39 cents, so they'll top up from 28 to 39 and an extra 11 cents. But if they leave their money in the company uh, and reinvest it in, in wages and in buildings and in things, then they don't pay that. And these proposals would have meant that when they sold their shares, they would have been deemed to have paid a dividend and they would have paid that top-up tax. And, and the effect really is to raise the company tax rate on New Zealand-owned businesses. Yeah. And this wouldn't have applied to multinationals and wouldn't have applied to listed companies. So... Um, it, was, it was quite unfair in a horizontal equity sense. Jeff, what about the situation where it was said by David Parker that the wealthiest of the wealthy in New Zealand, we don't really know how much tax they are paying and that that's not an ideal situation? Yeah, I think David, um, the minister, is, is, is um, deliberately kind of um, choosing his words carefully there. I think Inland Revenue is very clear about how much those wealthy people pay in accordance with their legal obligations, which is taxing their income. What the minister is saying is, he's saying, well, these people make a whole lot of economic income that's not taxed, basically capital gains. They make a lot of capital gains, which we don't tax by design, mm-hmm. and he'd like to understand how much capital gains they're making and therefore how much tax they're not paying on those capital gains, but remembering that that's by design of our system. Was it being rushed? Was that another reason that sort of they've had to back off on it? Was it poorly designed because it was simply done in haste because of the political will to, to act on it? Yes. Yeah, I think that is one of the flaws. They were trying to get in an, an, an August tax bill and they went a bit fast. And um, 
you know, but I mean, the good thing about this, Tim, is that, that you can, you know, they put out these proposals. I think they're a bit half-baked. We've all made submissions on them, and they've listened. And so, in a way, you can say this is actually a, a positive thing. And yeah. and and what you know, what Minister Park is trying to do, uh, I understand why he's trying to do it. They just misfired. So, you know, they'll they'll rethink these, and then and then have another go. I suspect. What do you think it's going to look like in the end? Will there be a significant change to things, or is it just going to be a gentle tweaking? I think it'll be a gentle tweaking because the the major tool uh, that solves these sorts of problems is capital gains tax and as we all know this government has said never on their watch so so they have to look for second or third best solutions which in this case they didn't find them um, so they'll have another go um, and it's mainly about trying to change the boundary between what is a taxable or what is a non-taxable capital gain and what is a taxable income receipt so that's where they'll focus. All right, thank you so much for your time, Jeff Nightingale, PwC tax partner and board member. Enjoy your Sunday afternoon. Thanks, Tim. Thanks very much.